Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. I really want to like this book. And so I'm going to keep trying. But chapter five, Tia. Major and I had known each other for years, ever since we were teens. Back then, other situations prevented us from ever pursuing a relationship, one of them being he was a teenage delinquent and was always locked up. But our connection was undeniable. It wasn't until a few years ago in our late 20s that we expressed our desire for one another. However, it was during one of the many times he had been locked up. We attempted to have somewhat of a relationship, but I backed out. I couldn't do it while he was in prison. I tried to get him to understand, but from his perspective, I had done him so wrong. He said that I wasn't a ride or die. He stopped calling and writing. I accepted that it was his right to be mad and let him be, but I always held on to the idea of us being together whenever he got out. He got out and was free for a whole two years before he returned. However, right before he returned, we physically hooked up with no commitment or expectations. I was kind of caught up in a situation as well as he but it had been hard to ignore what had been forming between us. After Major started serving his time, I informed him that I was pregnant with my now four-year-old daughter, Rain. The thing is, I hadn't been sure who the father could be. I was honest about it, but because of where I stood with everything, my then-situation stopped messing with me while an incarcerated Major was supported regardless of paternity. I could only pray that it worked out. And because I wasn't in my right mind... I desperately wanted Major to pick me and wanted him as her father. So, while you're talking all this shit, you were cheating before he was cheating. And he knows you were cheating when y'all were together. Because he was a side dude. But, there was so much more to the story. Lucky for me, not really, I'm being sarcastic, Rain came out the womb with semblance to Major, except she had my eye color, green. However, I would later learn that there was a solid reason she could look like Major and not be his. But at the time, though he had been locked up, Major seemed happy that she could be his daughter and fed me a bunch of promises and lies that further intensified my pitiful devotion to him. He was released when Rain was almost three. At the time, I was still devoted to him, but I had a couple of male friends who happened to be exes heavily involved in my life. There was nothing sexual going on, but I couldn't convince Major of that. 
He held my friendships against me and used them to justify his lack of interest in a committed relationship with me. It wasn't until recently that we seemed to work things out and decided to give this relationship a real chance. We skipped the honeymoon phase of a new relationship and it felt like we landed right in the middle of a bad one. Shaking my damn head. And here we were today. We had been living together. Wait, let me say it right. He had been staying with me while we tried raising a daughter together, along with my son from a previous not-so-good relationship. Taj's daddy, Quentin, as mentioned earlier, wasn't shit either, but that was another story for another day. It had been easy at the time to walk away from the other guy because I hadn't been completely invested. It was fresh and new. We messed around and my dumbass got weird on him because I was trying to entertain Major's foolishness. But it was the way he handled me. It was different from any other guy I'd ever been with. It was almost terrifying the way I just naturally fell into a submissive state. And he used to smell so wonderful. Being around him was hypnotizing. Nonetheless, I ghosted him and I chose Major. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed Major's company immensely. Intuitively though, I didn't think we were right for one another. It was frustrating. Not sure if I ultimately chose wrong. After a few more messages between me and my ex-fling, I found myself pulling up to Deneen's on Obsidian Pike, one of our favorite spots we used to frequent back in the day. When I was with this man, he didn't have a whole lot of funds to splurge on expensive dates, or so that was the impression he gave off. I didn't mind because I wasn't that kind of girl anyway. We made it work for us and what we enjoyed. It was more so about us sharing time together, and I can honestly say that I truly enjoyed those times more than any expensive date I've ever been on. I decided to go inside and at least grab us a spot to sit. To my surprise, I spotted him at the bar already waiting. Deneen's had a relaxed, casual vibe known for his southern comfort foods, especially its brunch offerings. The lighting was low, and the seating was mostly private and intimate. We loved coming to this place. However, I hadn't been since being with him. Which seemed weird because I was extremely fond of the shrimp and grits in their signature cocktails. Mr. Broderick Miller in the flesh. God, being in his presence again sent my emotions into a frenzy. Crazy, right? He looked in my direction, eyes locked on mine, wearing an expression I couldn't quite decipher. It was somewhat of a sexy, devious smile with eyes that were penetrating my whole being. Seeing this man caused sudden heart palpitations. It felt like apprehension, but it was much more different. It was excitement. Euphoric, even. My breathing labored, nipples hardened, and a twitch traveled from my gut to my pussy, zapping it into a state of awareness. But why? Why was I still responding to this man like this? It had been a while, but his ever essence had left an imprint on me that I couldn't shake. Tia. It was almost as if he caressed my name with his tongue as he stood up. Give a nigga a hug. Unable to resist, I allowed him to envelop me in his muscular, inked-up arms. I swear I felt myself melting, and he smelled so fucking good. He released me, wearing an expression of pure elation. He coaxed me to take the seat next to him. Sit down and relax. I moved the bar stool over a little before hopping on it and immediately averted my eyes from his. Being around him was making me nervous, and I felt self-conscious. You look good, he said in a reposed manner as his eyes roamed all over my body. I replied, you do too. So what you been up to? How you been? And feel free to go ahead and order something, because I can tell you want to. I know you still eat all the time. Damn, really?
I laughed, slightly embarrassed that that was one of the things he remembered about me. There was no need to review the menu, because I knew what I wanted already. Whatever. I've been. How truthful should I answer his question? Should I have lied, or did he already have an idea? I've been okay. Just okay? His brow lifted in a probing way. I nodded, feeling my face relax into a more serious expression. I diverted my eyes to the other patrons in the restaurant. Don't look like that, love. His voice softened to match the tone I had taken on. That nigga must not be treating you the way you deserve. My eyes met his again. I don't want to talk about him. Okay, he simply said. The bartender came over to take our order. We both told him what we wanted. The same shit we would have ordered five years ago. He gave me a sly smile, but I could see the tenderness in his eyes as he stared at me. I miss your sexy ass. I be thinking about you all the time. Shit, I don't think a nigga ever really stopped being in love with your ass. Ain't that crazy? I shook my head emphatically. Don't do that. You didn't even know me then to be in love with me. So stop it. Innocently, he asked. Stop what? Okay, let me rephrase the shit then. I was in love with the idea of you. Nigga, what? I was in love with the idea of you. It's such a, I think I'm a Mac thing to say. First off, if you're going to let me go ahead and say I was in love with you, I'm going to say it. But if that don't work, I'm going to lick my lips, look you in the eye again, smirk a little, and say I was in love with the idea of you. And hope you don't ask me, what the fuck does that mean, Kobe Bryant? First off, nigga, you got a woman. I went through your whole Instagram page and see where you have praised her as being the love of your life. But you want to play with my feelings right now like I'm some dumb gullible airhead by talking about being in love. I paused for dramatics. Tuh, miss me with that. Why was he playing with me? Taken aback, he amusingly said, You seem mad. Dryly, I said, Hardly. I was lying, though. It did make me feel some kind of way when I saw him with this woman in the life he was living. I felt regret knowing that it could have been me instead of them, but I chose dumbass major. It could have been me! I wouldn't admit that to him, though. I didn't want to give him the satisfaction. He gave me a raised brow. What you doing looking at my shit, though? Embarrassed that I slipped, I simply snickered and kept my eyes averted. You're still the same, I see, he remarked with a smirk. I retorted, and so are you. He chuckled. Oh, feisty ass, I see you need some taming in your life. But you know I love a challenge. What you think? You think I could try to tame your ass again? Tame, I echoed. Yeah, tame, he laughed. I'm just fucking with you, but I do want to see about baby girl, though. I rolled my eyes dramatically and released a frustrated sigh. Have you gotten a DNA test that says that nigga's the father? I don't need that. She looks just like him. His brow lifted in amusement. Do she really, or is it me you see? Stop that. Nah, for real. She's all you, though. Same eyes, same hair, same color. Sassy like your ass, too. I tried to refrain from blushing, but I couldn't hold it back. I grew uncomfortable under his roaming eyes, inspecting me and salivating like I was a piece of juicy steak. Unable to make eye contact, I said nervously, Will you stop staring at me like that, Broderick? I could feel his teasing smirk casing me. He closed in the space between us, and the tension thickened. As much as I wanted not to be drawn to him, the more I found myself wanting him.
I was definitely enraptured by his presence alone. Most women were, and it was why I spent the last five years avoiding him. His expression grew serious, and I no longer wanted to be there. I'm fitting to go, I mumbled. I tried hopping down a lead, but he grabbed my wrist. Tia, wait. His eyes were pleading. Does he know baby girl is mine, though? Like, not me exactly, but no, she ain't his. He knows she ain't his, I finally answered. Then what's the problem? You know what the problem is. But she's mine, right? Not willing to call the scene, I hissed angrily in a low tone. No, because I told you five years ago, no. You still trying to get your way with something that ain't got shit to do with you. But that's false, love. She has everything to do with me. Hell, I knew back then when you first told me you were pregnant. Then you gonna come back with that bullshit you fed me so I walk away and leave you alone with that nigga and not push the issue. What do you want, Broderick? Somewhat agitated, he said, Why do you always say my name like that? Like what? Your tone sound like a nigga working your nerves or some shit, and you know I don't like that. I gave an impassive shrug. I really don't know what you like. I don't know you like that. And whose fault is that? Yours, nigga. The fuck? I said playfully with a roll in my eyes. He gave me a crooked smirk that was so sexy. This man was and had always been fine. Since the first day I ever laid eyes on him, his dark, tawny skin with the tiny, beautiful brown imperfections dotted around his... Thank you. His slanted eyes. Thank you. Thank you. It's not that hard. Lashes that women would kill for. His whole mouth area, from the shape of his lips to his facial hair, made me think of sexy-ass Clifford Smith Jr. And if you didn't know who that was, look him up. The thick, muscular build of his body. And all of his tattoos that documented those dear to him, both dead and alive. His street affiliation and other miscellaneous notations that spoke of his life. For those of y'all who don't know, Clifford Smith Jr. is the Tikalian Stallion. The Panty Snatcher. Method Man. Tikal! Oh yeah, he flirted. He looked at me intently. Do I need to remind you of who you talking to? This was Street Broderick. Very domineering and commanding. It was also the authoritative firmness that I succumbed to, rendering me overly malleable. But that was then. I had transformed and gotten so far away from the Tia he once thought he knew. I held my ground. And do I need to show you that I'm not the person I was five years ago? He scoffed dismissively. You got that, love. I stared him down, unbothered. The bartender disrupted our attention by sitting our food and drinks before us. We set aside the conversation long enough for us to take our first few bites and sips while being entertained by the other patrons and flat screens in the bar. After ordering another drink, he was ready to pick back up with his arguing. His tone softened, his shoulders drooped, and he sighed wearily. I just want to confirm it. God, I saw that he was going to be persistent about this whole DNA thing. I shook my head. Okay, Tia, what do you want me to do? Everything you've been doing for all these four years of our life. Defeated, he said. I can't keep doing that. If she's my offspring, I gotta take care of mine, so don't be stupid, Tia. How am I being stupid? Because if she's mine, I'll make sure you, her, and your son are well taken care of. How's he doing anyway? I shrugged. I pondered on what he had said about taking care of us. I made decent money doing hair out of my house when I felt like doing it. I mean, I did it enough to stay afloat. I could really go in if I wanted to. 
I also received SNAP benefits because I didn't report what I truly earned, so I wasn't really struggling for food either. But there were moments I wished Major would step up and contribute more financially, just so I'd have extra to pamper myself and spoil my children, or fix my home up like I truly wanted. I wanted a king bed so bad, and I wanted Rain to have a specific bedroom set. I'd like to upgrade my Malibu to a cute later model crossover like the new Blazers or something. More time passed before he asked, Do you regret choosing him over me? What's the point in even bringing that up? I asked, annoyed. Because I wouldn't mind hearing you admit that you fucked up. Even if I did, what would that change? What's been done has been done. But if you could go back and do it all over again? I'd choose me, I answered without thought. He nodded his understanding. Dig that. I took a look at my phone and saw that it was getting late, and I needed to get back to Shantae's to get the kids. You gotta leave? He asked. I nodded. He cleared his throat before quietly asking, So what's the situation with your apartment? Damn. I didn't want to answer him, but I knew he would find out eventually. Is this Major's fucking brother? Is this Sergeant? Or whatever his name is. I don't remember. Not Sergeant. Supreme. My bad. <laughs> I didn't want him to answer him, but I knew he'd find out eventually. Is this why you want to see me? I asked. It's the majority of the reason. You know that nigga came over to the house telling all your business about how you finna lose your place. I couldn't do anything but laugh and shake my head. Seriously? Why don't you reach out to me before all this? I stared at him knowingly. He dismissed me with a shake of his head and a chuckle. Tia, stop. I ain't worried about no situation. I ain't worried about a major or a Charmaine. None of that matters right now. Just tell me how I can help you. Honestly, this is just terrible. Me being here and carrying on a conversation with this man was terrible. Everything about it was terrible. And that's why I cut ties with him when it was discovered that my Broderick was Major's bricks. His daddy. Unfucking believable I mean... Major was right. He was telling Charmaine that obviously he was fucking around with somebody. I, I mean. It took me a while to de-escalate from that shocker when we found out. Fortunately, when we became aware of our connection to Major, we hadn't seen each other for a couple years, so it didn't matter one way or another. However, I made it clear to Bricks that I wanted to keep our previous dealings between us. After that, I swore off any type of communication with Bricks as Broderick. I dealt with him at a distance as Major's daddy. I usually spoke through Supreme. Well, that makes sense why Bricks is so, you know, want to make sure that the little girl's taken care of and wanting to make sure that she's taken care of and all that kind of stuff. Huh. Still, this is drama on top of drama. Like, this is a, a drama double stack with cheese and pickles. A little bit of spicy ketchup from Whataburger. Some onion strings. Cheddar cheese, by the way. Bacon, mushrooms. Fuck. <sighs> I'm hungry. I gave Bricks his words some thought. I knew he wanted me the same as he did five years ago. Every once in a while, he would leave messages saying as much. I think he did it only to get a rise out of me and force me to deal with him in some way or another. But I always kept it short, until now. I was desperate. The cynical side of me also knew he was a man that would want to be compensated in some fashion. However, I was aware of his relationship with Charmaine, and I didn't want to give myself to another man only to be used. Then there was a the fear of being indebted to someone, and they being able to hold it over your head. I didn't want to feel obligated. 
Yet, him speaking of assisting me was very appealing, which made him more enchanting, easily swaying me to fall into his trap. I shook my head. I can't ask you to help me. I'll just figure this out. He leaned over and took my hands into his, eyes soft and sincere. Too much physical contact. My heart began racing. My body tensed. The junction between my thighs throbbed. It was wrong. It was so wrong. Softly, he said, I ain't looking for shit in return. I'll do whatever on the strength of baby girl being my child. But what if she isn't? What if she's in fact Major's? I ain't a fucked up nigga anyway. Shit, she's either my child or she's my grandchild, right? I nodded. But the nigga you chose ain't shit, he added. I pulled my hands away from him. I know. Do something about that, love. You're too beautiful to be going through this kind of shit. For real, Tia. And I told your ass back then, all the shit you used to complain about and wasn't sure about when it came to his ass should have been your deciding factor. Hey, I said that earlier. I said that a few chapters back. Remember? Remember when I said that? Remember? I twisted my lips at him. Over you, huh? You know you messed up, he said cockily. I got up and gathered my things. The whole situation's messed up, so let's just keep things the way they've been and stop commenting on my posts. I'll comment on whatever the fuck I want. Did he see it or something? Just stop, okay? I implored. Me and the kids gotta get home. It was nice seeing you, though. Tia, he called after me. This time I ignored my desire to be in his presence, because truth be told, I wanted to be around him. I truly desired to be in his presence. Maybe it wasn't even about him, though. Maybe it was because I was lonely and lacking attention from Major. Besides, being around Broderick Bricks Miller too long would lead to communicating with him again, and who knew what that would lead to. And at this time, I wasn't trying to open up a can of worms I wasn't prepared to deal with, and that was him actually being Rain's father. Chapter 6 Text Friday, Tia, 11.59pm I'm laying here and some shit ain't adding up. Or maybe it is adding up. I'm going through our old messages and looking at the times you went without responding to me. I'm scanning through Facebook also. I think you messing with that white bitch Kelly again. That's why you gotta be in Oaktown every weekend. Saturday, Tia, 12.03pm Like, what was the purpose of being friends with Kelly? Because you weren't at first. Okay, cool, Major. The same shit you said to me, I'm throwing back in your face. Like I said, I ain't communicating with no other niggas, especially those whose dicks been in me. So if it's cool for you, it'll be cool for me. Tia, 12.11 a.m. And just so you know, I hadn't even felt like looking at shit, seeing who liking what and what the fuck you been liking, because I was feeling good about us. Until you pulled this recent shit. And now I've been calling and texting you all day since you left, and you haven't bothered to respond at all. Major. 9.43 a.m. Really? Tia, 9.47 a.m. Never mind, Major. Have a good day and, yeah, just be you, my nigga. Major, 9.49 a.m. I cut my phone on and this is what I see? Major, 9.51 a.m. But if that's how you feel, then okay, bae, talk to whoever. Tia, 9.56 a.m. What'd you want to see? Thanks for not calling me or texting me last night because it really made me feel so secure and comforted about us and the shit I'm going through right now. I love when niggas treat me this way. Love you and keep being great. God damn, this is just so... You be blessed. You stay blessed. Oh, I am blessed. I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm blessed and highly favored and I don't know when it's going to stop. Oh, well, the Lord just keep on blessing me bountifully. You know, when church mothers beef... 
Major, 9.57 a.m. My phone died. Had yo go buy a charger, but okay, baby. Tia, 10 a.m. That doesn't explain why you're suddenly friends with Kelly again. Tia, 10 a.m. Take a pic of the receipt then. Major, 10.02 a.m. She can send a request. Major, 10.03 a.m. What receipt? Major, 10.03 a.m. Laughing my ass off. Niggas don't keep receipts. Tia, 10.06 a.m. Can't even keep up with the lies you tell. SMH. Major, 10.09 a.m. First off, I bought it last night, but whatever. Tia, 10.13 a.m. Fuck her and her request. So you accept to put her at ease, but fuck Tia and how she may feel. Okay, I get it. Is this what you did to your last girlfriend that lost her trusting you? Tia, 10.14 a.m. Bought the charger last night and yet, still no text. Interesting. iPhones die and when you plug them up, it takes no time for them to power on. Major, 10.18 a.m. I went to fucking sleep. Tia, 10.22 a.m. I'm done. Major, 10.23 a.m. Wow. Tia, 10.24 a.m. What are you wowing about? Major, 10.26 a.m. You saying you're done. Major, 10.26 a.m. If that's what you want, then okay. Major, 10.27 a.m. Set my bags and things outside the door. I don't want the kids to see me leave like that. Tia, 10.30 a.m. I was done talking because apparently you were and it wasn't getting anywhere. Tia, 10.33 a.m. And I ain't sitting anything outside my door. Why would you care if the kids see you leave? At that point, you wouldn't care about anything when it comes to Taj, Tia, and Rain. You can get your own shit, walk down them stairs, get in your car, drive off, and you don't have to care another second about us and our feelings. Major, 10.39 a.m. Base stop. Tia, 10.41 a.m. No, you stop. Why can't you talk to me over the phone? Tia, 10.45 a.m. That's what I thought, you piece of rotten shit. Yeah, you make sure you get your shit when you get here and get the fuck out. And don't worry about me and the kids and where we gonna live. I'll figure the shit out. Fuck you. Major. 8.42 p.m. W.I.D. Major. 8.48 p.m. Hello? Major. 8.55 p.m. Okay, then. I just wanted to let you know I got some good news. Major. 9.02 p.m. So you ain't talking to me. Major. 9.06 p.m. Okay. Sunday. Major. 2.11 a.m. Tia, you got my mind all messed up and I can't think, bae. I don't want nobody but you. I love you and the kids. Y'all my world and I don't like how you got me feeling right now. Major, 2.18 a.m. I miss you and love you. Can't wait to get home. Major, 2.22 a.m. Bae, I'm so horny right now. I'm so horny. I'm looking at my sweet fat ass right now thinking about how I wish I was laying next to her right now. Damn, I can't wait to come home. Tia, 8.14 a.m. Morning. Tia, 8.32 a.m. Okay, like I said, fuck you. That's some good book writing right there. That's some book writing. That's the, that, that's ratchet. That's, that's, that's perfect. I feel great now. That's some, that's, that's top notch. Like, ugh. She even put a typo in there on purpose when she put two, when she put yo instead of two. Did y'all catch that? Oh, my goodness. Oh, man, this is horrible. Chapter 7, Major. When I made it home Sunday night, I expected my shit to be thrown in the hefty trash bags and waiting by the door. But they weren't. And when I used the key to let myself in, surprisingly, the apartment was clean and the motherfucker smelled good. It smelled like fresh linen at Sunday dinner. And that shit did something to a nigga. I wasn't surprised to see Tia standing behind a younger girl sitting in a chair, facing the living room as Tia put braids in her hair. 
Tia looked up and with a blank expression, didn't say anything, and continued to focus on the girl's head. Hey, bae, I spoke anyway. I nodded a greeting to the girl as I headed down the hallway to our bedroom. Wait, so Tia's fucking his daddy, or was fucking his daddy, and so many unnecessary secrets, and just by happenstance, Major is fucking his daddy's wife. So, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Hearing the kids, I stopped and checked in on them first. When Rain saw me, she jumped up with the excitement and ran over to me. Daddy! I let the carry-off fall from my arm to pick up Rain. Hey, baby, you happy to see me? Yeah, where you been? She questioned. Mama mad at you because cause you didn't come home. Oh, yeah? What mama say about me? I know she said some other stuff, I said. I eyed Taj who completely ignored my presence. I really didn't give a fuck, but he irked my nerves acting like a little ass bitch with his attitudes and shit. But if he wasn't going to speak to me, then I wasn't speaking to his ass. Where was you, daddy? Rain asked. I had to go check on your brother. He told me to tell you hi, too. I lowered her back to the floor. When are you coming to see us? I don't know. But let me go put my stuff up, okay? I told her as I grabbed my bag and headed to the bedroom. Damn, I have to get my shit together because little Major needed to be around his little sister and other brother Tutu more often. None of this was my fault, though. They all had mamas that were stubborn and wanted to put stipulations and shit on a nigga. You mean like pay child support and be in the child's life and shit? You know what? And I couldn't function as a man like that. As a man. So most of the time, I didn't push the issue and just hoped that it would all work its way out. Considering that Tia was lazy as fuck, I was impressed by how fresh and clean the place was. Even our room was nice and neat. Rarely was our bed made up and here it was all dressed up. There were candles burning on both nightstands and the carpet still had undisturbed vacuum lines. Wait, who the fuck she done had over here? Cause I know she ain't do this shit for me. I didn't bother with unpacking my bags. I let Tia get to it later. Instead, I did a quick survey of the room to look for signs of Tia's disloyalty. She thought she was slick, always trying to give off this impression like she was perfect and didn't do shit behind a nigga's back. But I knew she was guilty. She just knew how to hide the shit better. After the bedroom, I went through the dirty clothes hamper in the bathroom closet, only to find a few whites remaining inside. Then I eased my way into the kitchen where I heard both the washer and the dryer in use. Who clothes you washing? I casually asked her. The aroma of the food simmering on the stove had a magnetic pull over me. There were greens in the pot, a pan of baked mac and cheese, and a smaller pot of sweet potatoes on the surface of the stove. I could see there was a couple of dishes inside the oven. Food done? Mm. She started as she focused on measuring out the right amount of hair for her client. Food done. Meatloaf and roast in the oven. Hot water cornbread in the microwave. Made some Arnold Palmer tea, too. And I'm washing the kids' clothes now. Damn, you made all your man's favorites, I teased. This must have been her way of apologizing for talking crazy all weekend. Tia cut her eyes at me briefly. Don't flatter yourself. It's what I felt like cooking, and it's what me and the kids wanted. Plus, Shiva getting her a plate when she picked up Kalia. Oh, that's who that is. I couldn't even tell. I stated in reference to the young girl in the chair. I had to give it to my baby. She was one of the best at hair braiding. When she was in a grind and hustle mode, she could be booked up for a whole month because people loved her craftsmanship and she kept her prices lower than most, which I told her she was stupid for doing. But then she would have these episodes where she didn't want to do anything and barely got off the bed. Like, if you knew you were about to get evicted, then why aren't you doing somebody's hair? That was why I couldn't sympathize with her on this eviction shit. Little mama had the ability to get that shit up. She just lazy as hell. 
how much longer you think you got on that? I asked, nodding to Kalia. Tia shrugged. Well, when you get a chance, <laughs> fix me a plate. <laughs> oh, my God. Tia's eyes cut to me sharply and her brows furrowed. Nigga, you standing right there and you can fix your own plate. See, here she go with the nasty ass attitude. I swear she made dealing with her ass so difficult. So, it's like that? She smacked her lips. Yeah. I bet. I headed back to the bedroom to grab my car keys and my phone alerted me to an incoming text. So, because she won't stop Doing hair, which you just said she should focus her attention on to make you a plate, you dipping the fuck right back out. Okay. Baby, where are you? I'm done with dinner. I made your favorites and got you a cheesecake. Grabbed your favorite drink yesterday. Only thing missing is you. This tongue and wet pussy waiting. Many wet and hard eyes emojis. Before I could reply, Tia came storming in the room. So, you finna leave? I slipped my phone in my back pocket. Going to do little mama hair. She pushed the bedroom door to an almost closed position. Major, you just got here. And you don't even want me here. I matched her energy. And you got that from me saying you can fix your own shit? Kalia's the second head I've done today in between cooking. Hell, I'm going to be tired. So what's wrong with you helping yourself? I went for the door, but she stepped in the way. I let out a frustrated breath. Man, look, ain't nobody trying to get physical. And you got that little girl out there. Don't act stupid, Ma, for real. Although I didn't want to put my hands on her at all, I still tried moving her out the way. The last thing I needed was a mad bitch hollering that I hit her and threatening to call the police. Tia wasn't no little woman, and she always had some fight in her. But the thing with that was when she bucked up to me, it caused everything on her body to wiggle or press up against me. Plus, she was stupid sexy whenever she got worked up. That shit low-key aroused a nigga, no lie. Hear me out, aight? Tia and I had our issues, true enough. And despite the bullshit I do with these other stupid bitches, Tia had my soul. She was beyond sexy as fuck, but she spent 75% of the time looking like a hobo. And a nigga loved that she wasn't out in the streets trying to impress the next nigga. However, most men could still see through her oversized shirts and see the outline of them juicy-ass titties and the amount of her fat ass. She really wasn't hiding nothing. And then pretty green cat-like eyes combined with that Nubian vibe that her locks were giving off. I had a baddie for show. But she was lazy, moody, and argumentative. And the nigga got tired of her shit. After a quick scuffle, Tia flung her body to the bedroom door causing it to slam shut. Staring up at me with crazed, teary eyes, she quietly half cried, No, you can't leave. I've needed you all weekend and all you've done was treating me like I was some optional bitch. You ain't needed me, I argued. I did. Tia, all you did was argue and call me out my name all weekend. That's all you ever do. I'm frustrated and I don't know where we might be living next week, she whimpered. I could see her eyes glistening with tears as she tried to hold back. So here was my opportunity to smooth things out, get my way, make her feel validated while elevating my value. In a calmer and comforting tone, I said, come here and sit down real quick. She succumbed to my softer side as always and allowed me to take her hands into mine and I guided her to the foot of our bed. Sitting down, I pulled her onto my lap. If you would have stopped talking all crazy to me yesterday, I could have told your crazy ass that I might have us a spot. She looked at me with skepticism. Where? I mean, how? Bricks had actually reached back out to me over the weekend about a possible apartment he had. I really hated that I even had to ask him because he was a fuck nigga and I knew he'd hold that shit over my head. 
But what kind of nigga would I be if I didn't put my ego aside for Tia and the kids? You, nigga. Like, seriously, that's what kind of nigga you be. You literally be you. Don't worry about all that right now. But it's a three-bedroom, and Rain and Tosh can have their own rooms, and it won't be so crowded when Tutu come over now. Hell, even when Little Major start coming down here on the weekends. I'm working on how much you'll need to have to move in, so don't touch the money you got. It's a couple of things that need to be done this week, but everything should work out where you can move in next weekend. Her juicy pink lips slowly formed into a smile. Are you serious? Where's it at? Is it an apartment? A house? What is it? How much would a rent be? I told you I'm still negotiating all that. Now she looked at me with doubt. Major, that's not how that works. Why are you lying? Don't have me all excited and you be setting me up for disappointment and me and the kids gonna be homeless. I assured her. Nah, bae. This legit. They're like row houses or townhouses or whatever you want to call them. It's a little section of over there by the university. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about, she interrupted excitedly. Then she frowned. Don't the crackheads be over there? You finna have me and the kids around some crackheads. I think that's where my mama be at. No, I laughed. Somebody new owned these now and did some renovating and upgrading to the whole area. I think she believed me now because a big smile spread on her face. She wrapped her arm around me and hugged me. That's all I needed. Thanks, baby. I kissed her forehead. You know I got you. I wasn't going to let you figure this shit out on your own. But have a talk with the kids, especially Taj, about how the new place ain't going to be treated like his personal pigsty. That shit ain't going to fly no more. She hopped off my lap and waved me off. You swear, Major. He's eight. He's like most boys his age. And he ain't even that bad. Well, if you don't want to talk to him, Tia, I will. I don't want our next place to be as fucked up as y'all be keeping this place. Tia reached for the knob of the door. She gave me a look like she was insulted by what I said. Whatever, Major. What you want on your plate? Like, why does nigga hate an eight-year-old so much? This is just like the niggas in the Black Fathers group that I'm in. For shits and giggles. Because I don't need to learn nothing from these niggas. My kids are already grown or are almost grown or are already awesome. And I am in their lives. Plus, I don't need to worry about that shit. I am a, I have a blended family. And I don't call none of them stepkids. And they're my kids and they fucking love me. So, I think I'm doing good. I think I'm doing alright. But if you go into that group, you see this shit. Man, her six-year-old son don't respect shit. Should I hem him up? It's this shit right here. I swear. Um, I swear. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. I, I just swear. I swear. I swear. Ivy, she got access to the black men's group. I don't know how. That's crazy. Don't worry about it yet. Or you can go ahead and make it and just put it in the microwave, I told her. A look of confusion settled over her face. So you're not ready to eat now? Nah, it's not that. It's just I, I'm finna go holler at my mama. You know I gotta check on my dukes. A flicker of disappointment crossed her face, but she smiled through it. You think your mama would want to play? I could make her one real quick. Yeah, you could do that. Tia happily exited the room. As soon as she was out of view, I returned my focus to my phone. I replied to that last text. I'm on my way. And I miss your pretty ass so much. Have my plate and pussy ready. My mama would never want to admit it, but the way she wolfed down that plate Tia fixed for her let me know that shit was delicious. And my mama could cook her ass off and was finicky about eating other people's food. Was it good, mama? I had to tease her. She waved dismissively before tossing an empty paper plate in her trash can. It was alright. She getting a little better. I laughed. 
Leave it up to old Dina Banks to downplay greatness. She walked over to the sink to clean her hands. Those greens were a little too spicy. That mac and cheese was good, though. What made her lazy ass cook all that anyway? I shrugged. You know she'd be moody like that. Mm-hmm. She still be doing all that arguing? She started drying her hands on the dish towel. I nodded. Every goddamn day. I don't see how you deal with that shit. What's wrong with her? What ain't wrong with her? I chuckled. Don't she know you're a king and she better treat you as such or she gonna lose you? Hey, I be trying to tell her. Have a talk with her, mama. I know sometimes it might seem crazy. This nigga's a baby boy. That's what it is. Mom's just co-signing this shit. At least his dad ain't have none of that shit. But that may also be because, you know, he had sex with his baby mama too. I tried already. She don't listen to shit I say when we talking. So I just pretend like I got something to do and get off the phone with her. Hell, I don't know why she always want to call me to complain about you anyway. What the fuck she want me to say? How often she be calling you? It used to be a lot, but now it's every weekend, and it's always when you go to see a little major. I done told her you ain't fitting to put her before your son, and that she need to get over that shit. That's ugly on her part. I know. Ain't that fucked up? Real fucked up. Talking about you ain't down here seeing little major. You down there fucking on some white bitch. I'm like, girl, how you know that? Tia be doing too much. When I made it back home, I had planned to confront her ass about bothering my mama with that stupid shit. Like I told her, she need to be worried about her little boy and get him some help. Do we still be pissing in the bed? I nodded and then shook my head with frustration. All she want to do is make up excuses for his ass and baby him. That shit is aggravating, his little weird ass. And I don't give a fuck that he don't like me, but his real daddy ain't trying to fuck with him like that either. I'm the only father figure he got. I know it. What's my little Rain and other grandson doing? When you bringing them over here to see me? Hell, mama, whenever you got time. You know you stay ripping and running these streets, I joked. Boy, shut up, she laughed. I don't be doing all that. I stay in this house and mind my business. Let me find out you be out there thoughting it up. Thoughting? You done lost your damn mind. Ain't nothing about me a thought. I'm a classy hoe. Nigga, get that shit right. See, that's the other thing. When you got moms, dads, grandparents, really, who don't vibe with or don't want to be around the child that's not biologically their grandchild. It causes real friction in the relationship. And for him to co-sign that shit, just like he did, also reinforces the fact that he really shouldn't be around that little boy, especially if he's the only father figure he got. He shouldn't be around that little boy. Tosh definitely deserves better. And Tia needs to see that and make moves because... For her son, he deserves better, and she deserves better. And the same way that um, Major's mom is over here uh, covering for him and telling him he could do no wrong, Tia's doing the same thing. It's funny that it's written this way. I know she meant it to be written this way. Like, the juxtaposition between these two moms and their sons is crazy. But one is eight, and one is Major. I had to laugh, even though that shit wasn't funny. My mom was my most favorite girl in the world. She was my mama. Despite how youthful her spirit and looks were, she was still my mama, period. And I didn't play when it came to her. But Miss Dina Banks was a pretty lady with the style of a 20-year-old. In fact, her and Charmaine kind of reminded me of one another. Both had smooth brown complexions that they often covered in makeup. Both kept their hair styled in some long-ass lace shit and kept them long-ass click-clackers on their fingers. The only difference was that my mama hadn't had any plastic surgery shit done to her body. By the way, 
found out what a BBL was. I asked my wife. And she would look at me like, why the fuck you want to know what that is? And I was like, it was in a goddamn book. I didn't have to say it to her like that. I didn't. I was just like, it was in a book. And I thought it was bubble. Like, I thought BBLs. I thought she misspelled some shit. BBL is Brazilian butt lift. I would have thought that they would have put B.B.L if it was standing for something. But, you know, I guess not. Maybe it got autocorrected. But, yeah, BBL is Brazilian butt lift. That's the surgery Charmaine had and the surgery she wants to get for Mercedes, but not for Lexus. I remember her kids' names because they ratchety, ratchet, ratchet. Mom and Bricks had me young as fuck, and my mom's mom raised me mostly. Bricks was around, but I didn't have as close a relationship with him as I did with mom's. As I got older, me and Bricks clashed a lot. Plus, he's so favoritism and choose supreme and his nephews over me like I couldn't see the shit. Bricks was a street nigga, and I had become one too. That nigga wanted to parent me a little too late. Then he became all righteous and shit after that last little bid he done. Fuck out of here. He was still grimy as shit. So, what's going on with the apartment, Mom's asked. She leaned her back up against the counter and across her arms. I sighed. Her dumb ass lost it, basically. How'd she do that? I thought y'all had all the money she was behind in. Once I gave her that little bread you gave to me to get to her, I don't know what her ass did with it, I lied. I pocketed that money my mom's gave me. Mom's huffed and frowned. Hell no, nah, I'ma need my money back then. What's Tia doing over there? I thought that girl had a little more sense than that. I shrugged. Shit, I don't know. She be being all secretive. Honestly, she been complaining about that little ass apartment so much, I think she let the shit go on purpose. Which, I mean, if that's what she wanted, then cool. But she ain't have to go through all this just to get it. You know what I mean? Well, then babies need a place to stay. What's y'all's plans? Because honestly, I ain't trying to open my house up to no more guests. People be overstaying they welcome and I'll be wanting my space back. But I won't let my grandbaby go without. I'll take rain while she's trying to figure shit out. And I know Tutu ain't homeless, but he gonna need somewhere to stay when you got him. We straight now, I informed her. Your boy came through and gonna let us get one of his units out north. My boy, she questioned. I could see it slowly registering on her face as a small smile formed. You mean bricks? Yo daddy doing that for y'all? Oh, ain't that sweet. I had to force myself not to roll my motherfucking eyes. Mom's are smiling real bright now. How Brick's doing anyway? I would call him more often, but I ain't trying to get that little girlfriend of his all worked up. He's straight. Yeah, it tripped me out that he even came through for a nigga. You know how we do whenever somebody asks for help. Nigga want to talk down to you and shit. Ain't nobody got time for that, old hating ass nigga. Oh, Major, your daddy's just trying to tell you right. Fuck that nigga, I grumbled. I stood up from the kitchen table, grabbing my keys in the process. But I'm finna head out. It's getting late, and I gotta get my ass up for work in the morning. Alright, she said, sounding disappointed. She followed me to the front door. When you talk to your daddy again, tell him I said hi and to give me a call. Alright. I wasn't telling him shit. I turned to her, and we embraced in a hug before I stepped out. I didn't know what it was about bricks, but my mama was still in love with his ass, even though she would deny that shit. And I hated that she felt that way about him. Man, that shit irritated the fuck out of me. After leaving my mama's house, I headed to Angie's house. She greeted me at the door with a big, cheesy smile. As I mentioned before, Angie didn't have a banging body, but she was still attractive and put herself together nicely. She always smelled good and her clothes were always of high quality. Hey, baby. Her voice was soft and sweet. She wrapped her arms around me, standing on her tiptoes to plant a kiss on my lips. I returned the same enthusiastic kiss. 
She lovingly wiped away any lip gloss residue she left behind when we pulled away. I missed you, she sang. I missed you too, I said, stepping fully into her house. Angie's shit was nice. Her house was decorated like it was a model home. Her style wasn't glam luxe as Charmaine described the way she decked my daddy's house out, but it was cozy and comfortable. I love spending time over here and she pampered and catered to a nigga. Nothing like the shit I went through at home with Tia. But if I had to be honest, if I could get Tia to be this way, I'd never go nowhere. Yes, you would. You figure something else out. Are you ready to eat? Angie asked. I gave her a playful look. Yeah, but not the food. She giggled. Boy, you crazy. I'm dead ass, I told her as I headed to her bedroom. I started stripping off my clothes to let her know what was up. Besides, I needed to get this out the way because she was going to be upset after learning I couldn't stay overnight. Angie sauntered into the bedroom with Smoochie, her shih tzu following her. Put his little ugly ass out, I told her. I don't like him watching us, little weird motherfucker. With no objection, she took care of Smoochie. She returned to me stretched out on her bed butt-ass naked. I pointed to my lifeless dick and said, You know what to do. Again, unlike Tia who would have given me a screwed up hateful ass face, Angie went right to work without any complaints. But let me tell you how crazy this shit was. When I closed my eyes to enjoy Angie's mouth, which was always good enough, nothing to brag about, all I could visualize was Tia in my head. Seeing her always helped me get my shit off. Why was that? 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. Lee Review on Spotify. Takes about 13 seconds. Lee Review on Podchaser. Lee Review on Apple Podcasts. Lee Review on the Good Pods app. You can copy and paste each one into the other one. Uh, you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pods app. There's a tip jar. This book, this book is a lot, but it's not a lot. You know, it's weird. It's like, it's ratchet. It's definitely ratchet. And everybody's fucking up. So there's no good people in this book. But I don't know. It's like when I read it, it's like, it's funny. That text message part was, was hilarious to me. Like that was some good shit. So we're going to keep fucking with it. We'll see. Thank y'all so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. I'm going to holler at you later. Peace. to Ratchet Book Club is by That Kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know my name,